Welcome to DevOps Sauna. My name is Lauri and I am the Chief Marketing Officer at Efficode. Every month we have lots of readers in our blog, but we also see that a lot of you in the DevOps space listen to podcasts. Therefore, we decided to merge the power of a blog with the accessibility of podcasts and turn a few blog posts into podcast episodes. I myself often listen to podcasts while doing something else. So if you want to follow suit, you can also walk your dog, go on a long run, do the dishes, or just take a nap in the garden wearing your headphones. Our blogs are read by our most recent addition to the marketing team, Dominic Wood Hill, out of Efficode's Copenhagen office. This is a recording of Juho Jutsalainen's blog article, Are You Doing DevOps Right?, which was originally published in April 2020. Are you doing DevOps right? Defining DevOps performance purely in terms of frequency deployment is a classic industry mistake. Ensuring that you deliver value to end users is key. One of the most common mistakes in any DevOps transformation is to see it solely as a technological exercise. When the focus is this narrow, it can lead to developing capabilities designed to simply churn out deployments as quickly as possible. Unfortunately, high deployment rate does not automatically mean that you are driving strategy or creating value to the stakeholders. Sometimes, all you are actually doing is going faster and more efficiently towards nowhere. What does it take to make quality software? How do we know if the software we're releasing is actually creating value for customers? Design thinking's desirability, feasibility, and viability model provides a very good basis for assessing if you're likely to create value. And the greatest thing about this model is that it's really simple. The three typical points of failure are Number one, the service does not address the user's pain points or it is too cumbersome to use, which leads to low end-user adaptation. Failed desirability. Number two, the service would meet all the needs, but it is not feasible to implement because development effort is unrealistic, or it's not possible to implement process changes. Failed feasibility. Or number three, the service meets user needs and is implementable but it would not create enough business value to the organization. Failed viability. Rushing forward is not lean enough. The last decade popularized lean product development as an infinite build, measure, learn cycle. This approach can lead to a culture where concepts are not validated before being pushed to development. That can lead to the development effort being spent on work from which the only validated learning is that the concept didn't work. In the worst cases, most of the development effort is spent on waste, the antithesis of what it means to be lean. Software development is often the bottleneck which defines how quickly the organisation can develop its services. It is important to develop capabilities for releasing often but it is just as important to develop the ways in which the services 
are conceptualised and the requirements are defined. The good news is you don't have to implement an organisation-wide Agile framework to get started. In fact, you can make a huge difference by following these three practices. Firstly, validate before development, period. Typically, it doesn't take many fingers to count the number of working days required for validation. The potential for effort saved is months at the feature level, but for concepts, it'll be years. You'll end up minimising wasted effort and pain if you have a culture where validating service concepts before proceeding is an obvious first step. You should also continuously validate features before they end up in development sprints. In its simplest form, continuous validation can be based around three things. Viability, desirability and feasibility. Viability. Do key stakeholders, including partners and channels, see the feature creating value and is the required change manageable? Desirability. What's the verdict from the prototype's user testing? Is it delightful, functional and relevant to the users? In other words, did we get a wow or a huh? Feasibility. Do the critical points in the architecture plan pass technical proof of concept and is the service implementable with reasonable effort? How thoroughly you should validate features requires balance and takes a bit of practice. For example, how thoroughly do you need to validate the different variations of user flow for minor features? It'll take some experimentation because the validation principles that work for somebody else are not always applicable to you. Cross-functional ways of working. The easiest way to ensure desirability, viability and feasibility is to get the design, business and development working together. For example, the best way to start the design of a feature is to get the product owner, designer and developer in front of a whiteboard or into a remote workshop. Everyone working on the service should understand how his or her work connects to what others are doing. Methodologies and tools that make co-working efficient, e.g. a design sprint, should be used wherever necessary. Co-working not only reduces the amount of waste, but also improves the quality of your ideas, because you can get instant feedback on desirability, viability and feasibility. Remembering to involve design, business and development in every phase of your project gives you the best chance of success. Getting started on improving your process and how you work is actually not that hard. IT has to go left. Shift left is the practice of preventing problems and improving quality by doing more tasks at the beginning of the value chain. In DevOps, this has traditionally meant focusing on the quality of acceptance tests or enabling continuous deployment. These are very important, but IT has to go further left. It's essential the designers, developers and those on the business side work together effectively throughout the value chain and the life cycle of a requirement. It's not enough that IT concentrates only on managing requirements. 
it has to join the conceptual exploration and design of features. When you start to validate continuously and improve cross-functional ways of working on concept exploration, design and development, you are well on the way to creating more value while reducing waste and pain. You're also more able to refocus your design and development efforts, or even pivot the whole roadmap. Are you doing DevOps right? So, are you really doing DevOps right? Or are you simply automating processes that are wasteful by design? If you're still trying to evaluate your DevOps performance, here are four indicators that you're heading in a good direction. If you recognise these signs, you're probably in a good place. If not, you probably need the design thinking approach. The four indicators are Number one, you don't treat business development, design and development as separate processes but focus on making the whole value chain work. Number two, everybody understands how his or her work connects to what others do and co-working is reducing the number of handovers. Number three, you don't concentrate only on the validated learnings from build, measure, learn, but also validate continuously before development. And finally, number four, your culture encourages experimentation and the cost of failure is reduced because continuous validation enables you to fail fast. Thanks for listening. You can read more content from Effacode's experts at effacode.com forward slash blog. Well, there you have it, folks. Now, if you'd like to help us a bit, let us know what topics do you want to hear about next. Our repertoire ranges from DevOps to usability, accessibility, service design, and cloud native, amongst many others. You can reach us at Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Until then, keep zero-day delivery.